we are going to look at standing strong. Standing strong is the title of our encouragement tonight. We'll look at a few scriptures and then we pray more. There's nothing as sweet as being in the presence of the Lord. Because the Bible says, in his presence there is fullness of joy. So even if you cry like me, I told you the other time I'm a cry baby. So I cry in the presence of the Lord and I make no apologies because <laughs> that's how I relate with him. Uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4 in the Amplified Classic, please. Let's look at verse 1. We'll be going back and forth with the, that scripture. Uh, we are looking at standing strong. This is what the scripture says. It says, you're there? Yes. I'm good now. It says, therefore... Since we do hold and engage in this ministry by the mercy of God, granting us favor, benefits, opportunities, and especially salvation, we do not get discouraged, spiritless, and despondent with fear, or become faint with weariness and exhaustion. Why I like the Amplified Version a lot is because it expounds a scripture and it gives you all the meanings that the word carries. So when we look at that, it's telling us that we don't get spiritless, we are not despondent with fear, we don't become faint with weariness or exhaustion. Why? Because there are opportunities that will make you. Life has a way of presenting things and you're like, and where did you come from? Who sent you? You understand? So in order for, for us to stand strong, we must recognize that by ourselves we can sail through this journey. Because the journey comes with added things. It takes drawing from God's mercy to stay on course. Because there are enough reasons and opportunities to cause us to fail. One of the greatest plan of the enemy is to cause you to fail. Even if he won't use you, he still wants you to fail at the plan of God. But this is what I say. None of his plans supersede the power of God's divine mercy and grace that is available to us, which means we can make it and we will make it. And we have made it so far. So, we can make it. If we have come this far, we will move forward. The, the New Living Translation of the same scripture, I'll just take one part there that says, Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us the new way, we never give up. Because of the new way, we don't give up. Anytime you feel like giving up, you've moved out of the way. Because in the way that God has offered us, we never give up. The Passion Translation says, Now it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry, and we will not 
quit or faint with weariness. So all of them are telling us quitting is not an option. We can't quit. We cannot quit, period. We will not quit. Why? Because the power of grace and mercy is available to us at will. We just need to draw from it. Mercy protects your past. Grace reaches to your future. So you can always reach to the grace of God to carry you through. Whatever happened in the past, I always say it's in the past. Why are you bringing it to now or to the future? It's a bygone. God himself says, I, your sins, I, I, I bury them. I don't carry them with me. So we look forward. Go with me to Jude 1. Jude, the book of Jude. We can read it in the Passion Translation still. It says from verse 3. It's one of my favorite scriptures, the, this, 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 this scripture. It says, Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. You know, when, when pastor says, do words mean anything to you? This grace has been entrusted to, the faith has been entrusted to us once and for all time. God will never change his mind about faith because it's the only way he operates. So, so Jude was writing here and saying that I'm urging you that you defend that faith. In the New King James Version, it says, contend for the faith. Contend for the faith. Why would he say contend for the faith if it is just a smooth flow? You don't contend for anything that is easy to have, do you? Yeah, you, you wouldn't contend for anything that is easy to have. But, uh, but this is, uh, goes on to say, I say this because some ungodly people have warmed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. Yeah, I know your faces look like there are people who say like that. It is very rampant. It is very rampant to say your life is your life. You do what you want. You dress how you want. You go with whoever you want to go. You understand. It is happening in many churches, but not with us. So then, when, you, when I look at this scripture, what it, it tells me a lot is decisions, decisions, decisions. The decisions that I'm making are very uh, 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 paramount because they determine, am I contending for the faith or am I loosening my grip on the faith? You know, one decision can either firm your grip or it can loosen your grip of faith. So the word contend there, uh, if you look at the many uh, descriptions of it, it talks about it's to assert, it's to maintain, it is to hold, it is to claim, it's to insist, it is to declare. It has a lot of meanings, but they are all in the wrong rank, 
turning towards the same thing. It's, it, so I would say in simple terms, the, when Jude was telling us to contend for the faith, he is saying, don't let go of what you have received. Have you been taught the word of faith? Don't let go of the word of faith. Have you been taught prayer? Don't let go of prayer. Have you been taught of the life of worship? Don't let go of worship. Because it takes us into the presence of the, of the Father. Worship is critical in engaging in the life of the Spirit. The Word is critical. Prayer is critical. So they're all components of, 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 of how we build our faith. Okay? So you fight for your faith. Why? Because there are so many schemes that are around. Schemes of all kind. They come in all form. They come in offense. They come in compromise. They come in complaints. Oh, none of you have ever heard of any of those. <laughs> they come in all forms. They come in impatience. They come in negativity. They come in get rich quick. They come in all forms. There are so many reasons why to fail your faith. That's all. They are not looking for anything else because once your faith fails, your life fails. What the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. So if your faith has failed, are you living? You could be existing, but are you living? The key thing is to live, not just to exist. So back to 2 Corinthians 4. Let's look at uh, verse 13 in the Passion Translation, please. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. It says, we have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, first I believed, then I spoke in faith. What do you believe? The word. Then what do you speak? The same word. But now when I'm speaking it, I'm, I'm not bubbling it. I'm speaking it in faith. Why? Because I believe it's what God says. So we also first believe, then we speak in faith. One way of contending for the faith is through our words. I know we are so well taught of that. We are so well taught about mind what you're saying. Mind your words. The spirit of faith does not wait to see in order to speak. We are contending for the faith. If you're operating in the spirit of faith, you do not wait to see what you're wanting or you're believing for, for you to, to speak it. So you don't wait for, is it a house you're believing for? For it to manifest and then say you're believing for the house. Because you don't believe for, for what you're seeing. It's, it's already there. The spirit of faith speaks what it believes. So it asserts what God is saying. We contend by asserting what God is saying. So we speak what cannot be observed in the natural realm. So what I can see is that, let, let, for example, if I'm talking, if I'm believing God for healing, I can't see it. Nobody can see healing. But does that mean it doesn't happen? No, it happens and it is there. 
it is you can eventually it will become but at the point you're contending for it you don't see it what do you see you see your limping leg or you see your bald head whatever it is you know i'm not sorry i didn't mean that forgive me i didn't mean that i i was just just looking thinking of what what somebody would be because i forgive me but i'm i'm talking about that you're not seeing you're not what you're believing for is not what you have you understand so when we talk about when the when 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 uh, uh, the scripture tells that we believe therefore we speak we are speaking what we can't see so i will speak healing even though i'm i can't see it because that's what i want to see i will speak wholeness because that's what i want to see i will speak prosperity because that's what i want to see so the spirit of faith does not wait to see in order to speak so our words are so critical why because words form faith faith is formed by words so the quiet the more quiet you are the more you are not seeing the answers of what you are believing for so we like we like i i like one of the songs i like very much when they sing it here although they sing it once in a while like all others of course it's the one that they sing that that uh, i'm walking power i'm walking miracles i live a life of i like that song <laughs> i really it, you know why because for me it's like this is the perfect song of confession it, when it's talking about confessing the word it talks about i am righteous i am holy let me tell you you're confessing that not because you're having done a mistake but you're confessing because it is shifting you from your fallen state to where you want to go can you imagine i am beautiful can you imagine i like it <laughs> and somebody was it elder ruth your hair is great i don't care i am beautiful that's what the word is saying you understand i really like that song so even most of the times when i'm getting ready uh -huh. <laughs> yeah that's my house you can be there in the spirit you know what i mean so i like it because it really makes the confession real and i i believe the more it the more we say what we don't see it manifests why because we are forming it in the spirit realm listen to 2 corinthians 4:16 to 18 so as we are going there let me say this again the spirit of faith believes in all possibilities and refuses to put timelines and conditions that's the spirit of faith you're contending so you're not giving timelines and conditions you're just believing you're believing you don't care how long it takes you don't care who will be used you don't care the method it will come you just don't care you because you're in in faith that's all faith is so simple i don't know why we complicate it it's just simple. it's just i believe i believe i believe and that's it so you keep at it so 2 corinthians 4:16-18 says in the passion translation so no wonder we don't give up 
Remember, our title is Standing Strong. So we, no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. That's what faith does. That does not mean you won't age, but that does not mean that you will grow weak. Why? Because age is just a number, literally. It's just a number. I, uh, a pastor was talking to us yesterday, uh, a staff prayer meeting, and he was emphasizing on building the inner man. Why? Because the inner man carries the outer man. It does. The inner man carries the outer man. So th that's why Paul was saying, was saying in the Corinthians here that, that though your outer person will gradually wear out, your inner being is renewed every single day. So if your inner being is renewed every single day, then your inner being is able to produce the answers for the natural realm every single day. You, okay? Verse 17 says, We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. You know, when your focus, faith focuses on eternity. That's why it's not impatient. It doesn't give timelines. It has no conditions attached to it. Why? Because it knows that things will happen eventually. Because the life of faith is an eternal life. That's why we say we are sojourners on earth. So if we don't live in case, I'm not saying you won't, but in case you don't live in the mansions and the castles of this world, but you have a mansion and a castle in heaven. So where is your problem of calling pity parties? Oh, I've been believing. Why? There are no timelines. The life of faith is eternal. So Paul was telling us here, we view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternities. What does that do? We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal weight, weighted glory far beyond in comparison. Verse 18. Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. There is, uh, it's, it's endless. There, there are all possibilities to become what you ever want to become. So because it's not happening now, don't lose your hope. The Amplified Classic of verse 17 says, uh, yes, we view our slight, sorry, for our light momentary affliction. The slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations, a vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Do you see the weight of the glory that awaits us? So where would the discomfort of the now make you forego all that is awaiting for us? So you have to stand firm. So then I would say every issue that we face 
does not last forever if we handle it spiritually. It won't. It does not last forever, whether it's physical, whether it's monetary, whether it's relationally, whether it is whatever it is. It does not last forever if you handle it correctly in the spiritual realm. Because God has provided an answer to every issue of life. So you just need to locate your answer and contend for the faith to produce and manifest it. So once you locate it, then you keep speaking it. It won't last. Your, your problem won't last forever. If not, then how would we say they are our role models? Why do we call people role models? Because they went through the things we went through and they made it. And God is not partial. So if they were able to make it, we are also able to make it. So it's, it's momentary. And, and this is what I think when I read that word, why does Paul call it momentary? Because it only takes a moment to release your faith. The issue you're handling only takes a moment. When your faith connects and you know that I have received the revelation that I've been looking for, that matter becomes sorted. Sorted. Uh, yesterday, pastor was giving us, uh, gave us a testimony. He spoke about, I think he was Oro Roberts, and he said that at one time he was in a conference praying for people, and he was exhausted, exhausted, and so he couldn't, he was done. But there is this woman who came wanting, I think her son, I can't remember the whole of it, so let me not even try, but he needed prayer for a miracle. And so the son, the, he, she told the man of God, yeah, he did not have hips. He was wobbling, he didn't have hips. So he told them, the, 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 the woman told Oro Roberts she needs prayer for the miracle. And he said, he just, Oro Roberts said, I don't have the faith to pray. And this blessed me, that this woman said, I do not need your faith. I have my faith. I just need you to pray. Can you imagine? She did not need the prophet, the, he, the man who has the anointing to heal, to do it. To, to, she didn't need his faith. She already brought her faith. And her faith healed this man, this, this, her son. Because she had faith. I was listening to another uh, preacher, and she, uh, she was saying that somewhere in Asia, in um, years go, ago, I think uh, her son was in an army, and whatever happened, they were burned, seriously burned, I think, in the battle. And he was taken to the hospital, and she was called and told, your son is in the deathbed, seriously burned. I mean, he was seriously going. And when she came, she said, the doctors, get out. She, 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 he was on the bed. She stepped on the bed, both beds, both on the bed up. And she said, and she started saying, and she said, God, you told me he will preach. You said, you said through the man of God that my son carries destiny. And you told me that you will carry the legacy for my family. And you told me, and she refused to let go. And she kept saying, they were trying to, she said, no, I, she, she couldn't even listen. She said, she was only saying what God said. And you know, the man came out of the deathbed and he became a preacher, a missionary 
What happened? There was a woman who carried faith. She contended for that faith. She contended for it. So it's not just uh, your, your, your man of God as much as he carries faith. But your faith needs to connect. That's why Paul was saying, it's only momentary. Once your faith gets it, it will become. Why? Because you will refuse to say what you're saying. Because what you're saying is negative to what God has said. So you need to locate the word that God is saying. This is what Hebrews 11.1 uh, calls faith. You don't need to go there. Hebrews 11.1 uh, one calls faith, now faith. That's the beginning of that sentence. Now faith. Look, it's even capitalized. Now faith. That means it's not tomorrow, it's now. When does things happen? When your faith becomes now. That's why you have to contend for it until it becomes you. It's so much built up in you that you'd see no impossibilities. It doesn't matter the magnitude of the problem. Why? Because faith is now. It's, it's called now faith. It has the power to change whatever needs to be changed then when it becomes a revelation to you. So, uh, uh, yeah, you're there. The, the Passion Translation, let's read it in the Passion Translation. I'm not sure which version I use, but I think, uh, okay, don't, don't, don't worry, but you get the, the gist of it. It's now faith. So I, I will say it's at the present time or the present moment is it's when faith is, is, is uh, manifest. So your answer is available as soon as your faith kicks in. Once your faith kicks in, that's where we have to contend with faith, building up yourself in your most holy faith. What, when Jude says, uh, uh, Jude 20 says, be, uh, uh, beloved, build up your most holy faith by praying in tongues. What is building up your most holy faith? You are contending for your faith so that it can reach to a level where it kicks in. Once it kicks in, the answers are available. Yeah, because it is possible. Back to my scripture in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17 in the Passion Translation. The, the B part of that verse 17 says, Every difficulty is working for, for me, not against me. You have, to, you have to believe that. If you are going to be people of faith, you have to believe that the difficulty is not working for you. Or it's not working against you. It's working for you. Every difficulty is working for me, not against me. Therefore, I don't call anything I'm facing hard. You refuse to call anything you're facing hard. If you... If it's working for you, why would you call it hard? If it's working for you, it's not hard. If you don't believe the scripture, then it's working against you. If you call anything hard, then you are, you are believing contrary to what Paul was saying. Saying every difficulty is working for me, not against me. So this is what I say. I don't call anything I'm facing hard because I believe it will work for my good. So I speak the outcome I desire, not what I'm facing. 
The difficult is there. The difficult situation is there. But you're not speaking it. So you're not calling everybody saying how things are bad. Kumethoka. Wapi? Not kwangu. No. It is well. Remember the woman when Elisha, was it Elisha or Elijah? Yeah, the, whose son died and she told the servant, guard, guard, guard all the horses. Let me go to that man of God. Gehazi met her and said, is it well? She said, it is well. Because she was determined. She is not going to say it is not well until she reaches the man of God. And the man of God actually, when he saw her, he said, we are running. She told Gehazi, run, go. Because, but the woman, she, can you imagine she left her husband? She didn't tell him the, 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 the son is dead. That kind of faith. She believed he's going to raise, raise his son. And he did, because she refused to call the son dead. She never mentioned to anybody he's dead. That's the faith. So we don't call difficult situations difficult because we are calling the outcome we want. Verse 18, uh, 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 verse 18 in the Passion Translation. Oh, you moved out. Okay, go back, come back. All right, let me go on. So verse 18 typically is telling us, stop focusing on the destruction if you want to stand strong. How do you detour from where you're standing? By destructions, by destructions. If you want to walk a, a, a fine rope, you don't look at nobody. If you want to cross or drive through those funny bridges, do you all want to watch documentaries? I'm a lover of documentaries, and I see like crazy roads, and you're like, somebody's driving on such a And you can tell, you have to be focused to drive on some roads, okay? If you want to stand strong, you have to stop focusing on the distractions. What you give time to grows in you. Whatever it is that you give time to, it will grow. Nobody arrived where they are without a pattern of repeating or focusing or giving attention, whether it's in that direction or in this direction. What you give time to, you know why? Because you feed it. What you give time to, you feed it, and it will grow. How do, you, do, do we raise children, Miss Leah? Attention. If you don't give children attention, uh, that's why you find them malnourished, misbehaving, looking haggard, dirty. Nobody is taking care of them. But if you want something to grow, give it attention. If you want your negative situation to die, do not attend to it. Don't attend to it. Because if you attend to it, it will grow. And Unfortunately, some grow to a situation where you have to have somebody else to help you come out of it. It started like a joke, but you kept giving it attention, attention. If you want your business to grow, how do you grow your business? You are there early in the morning. I still remember Mr. Wafubo or someone, he said that 3 a.m., 4 a.m. is the Prados, is the Discoveries, is all those big vehicles that are on the road. You think they became 
prosperous by sleeping 22 hours and waking up and calling the accountant and saying, That's not how you get prosperous. You give it attention. You give it attention. So you keep, if you keep complaining about a situation, what happens? It worsens. I'm telling you, it worsens. Why? Because you're feeding it. Whatever situation it is, whether it's with your employer, if you just, if you are the one that is always found in the company of those that are saying, I don't know now these people, who are these people? Are you not part of it? If you're in that organization, then don't call them these people because you're already separating yourself from those people. The next redundancy that comes, you're number one on the page. Why? Because you already separated yourself by your words. Okay? So you keep focusing on, 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 I mean, some things that we do. You keep focusing on thinking that people hate me. Have you ever found hard people who keep saying, they don't like me? And you are like, what, how can you prove they don't like you? You're, it's in your mindset that they don't like you. But because you focused on it that they don't like you, you suffer rejection. It's your own making. It's not the people that make you suffer rejection. Anybody who suffers rejection, they made that bed. So they sleep on it. It's not the, because how do you know they, and when you ask them, they don't even have proof of it. Even the way they look at me, seriously. And if you ask the people that are being accused of looking at, they are like, oh, she passed here. Them, they, was, they were busy on other things. It's because what you're feeding eventually becomes you, yeah? So you keep believing how much God loves you. Then you start realizing nobody hates you. <laughs> nobody hates me. That's what I keep telling myself. Nobody, how can you afford to hate me? God already loves me. So whose do you belong to? If you belong to God, what is the principle of, of faith? Faith walks by love. That's it. So if you're a person of faith, you can't hate nobody. So me, I don't we want to the club of those who think somebody hates them. I do not have that time because where would you hate me? I don't because I don't want to feed that spirit because I know where we want to recall him to rejection and then eventually to depression. I don't have time for that. So I keep believing. I keep saying I'm so loved by God. That's why I like that song. Mm -hmm. I sing it to myself always. Because it talks about how good God is to me. So then I will say this, then we can pray. The renewed inward man, the renewed inward man, who is the believing man, provides strength for the outward man. The renewed inward man. You must renew your mind to believe. So you must contend for the faith because the renewed man, this man, carries this outward man. He gives the strength to the outward man. If your outward man is weak, your inner man needs feeding. <laughs> That's it. If your outward man is poor, your inner man needs feeding. If your outward man is stressed, your inner man needs feeding. I like the example Pastor keeps giving us about waking up to pray 
and he is so tired. And then he says, I start however he starts. I can't say, how he, how, say it how he does it. But he says, a couple of minutes, three minutes, five minutes, you're in it. You're bubbling before you know. You're there two hours. Oh, the fatigue is gone. Why? Because the inward man became strong. In the area you find a weak point, check what has been happening to the inner man regarding that. And so let's go to our final scripture, Ephesians 6.10. Ephesians 6.10 in the New King James Version, please. And then we pray to strengthen ourselves. We'll pray in tongues tonight so that we can build ourselves in the most holy faith. So we'll read verse uh, 10 to 18. This is what it says. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Who is going to put on? You. It's you. It's not your husband to put you. It's not your sister to put you. It's not your pastor to put you. It's you who is going to put on the whole armor of God. That's the way we are going to stand strong. So that we can start, may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Move on. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That's why the key focus is the inward man. The inward man is spirit. It's not flesh and blood. If you keep focusing on this outside body, I keep telling my, my, uh, my daughters, you need to look sweet and smart, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is the inward man. You can look glorious and glamorous and be depressed. How has that helped nobody? I mean, you are a walking zombie. You are beautiful. You are lovely. You have all the designer dresses and all the bags and everybody is saluting you. But when you go home, you take cocaine. How, what's the harmony in that? You're not, you look okay, but you're not okay. Looking is not the same as being. Being is that inward man. You understand? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. There are so many forces that we are contending with, isn't it? The war is against major spiritual things. So we must contend to build our faith, to be at a higher level than them. That's why for those who are regular here, you remember maybe a year or two ago, pastor with his big board kept telling us where we are placed. At the, at the third realm, the third heaven, where this, 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 Spirits, they are trying to catch us. They are, there they can't get the visa to get where we are. Because it is not accessible to them. That's where you must contend for your faith so that your inner man has risen above these principalities. So when they try to come from this side, you're already on guard. We are people, we are not those who retreat. You know those prayers when people say that we are going on a retreat. What, you're retreating to go where? 
You go on an advance. It's a prayer advance. So you're not going to wait for the enemy. You're not going to deal with what the enemy has done. You're going ahead to deal with what the enemy may think about. Is that what contending for the faith is? Whatever he may think about doing in your life, you've already resolved it. So when he's trying to tell you that you cannot prosper, you're like, gay, I read the Bible and I saw the end of it. We win this race. Yeah. It says, my God shall, shall supply to all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So what do you mean I can't prosper? I'm already prospered. You see, the enemy comes with lies. He's telling you you can't have what you already have. It's yours. It's already been demarcated to you. So, so we, are, we are wrestling about with those principalities. Let's move on to the next verse. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Are we in the evil day? Certainly. I mean, you're looking at the world events and you're like, good gracious. I was watching I think Sky News this morning and you, you go there, this is uh, Morocco. So many have died with, with the earthquake. I think now they're almost, I think at the last time I saw 2,500 and they haven't even reached to the depth of the villages. Then you go to the next one, it's Libya. I mean, over, over six million, I think it was over five million, five thousand people died with floods. And then the next one is Spain. So you're looking at the world, it's chaotic. The world is chaotic. When the Bible says we are privileged to have this grace of salvation, it's protecting us from so many things that we don't even know how God is doing it. Because who told those floods to stop at Libya? Why could they not have come down to Kenya? It's just the masses of God, isn't it? So we take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand the evil. And having done all to stand, stand. Are you moving on? Stand therefore, having guarded your ways with truth. So truth, we must be people of truth always. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Go on. And having showed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. When I was giving that example of, you know, somebody thinking that this one doesn't like me, the question I'll ask is, are you at peace with yourself? Because if you are at peace with yourself, why do you want to be liked? <laughs> you already like yourself. You understand? And that's not a selfish position. It's a position of contentment with the life of the Spirit. The life of the Spirit never told you you must have 10 friends who call you every evening and visit you every three months a year. You know, all those expectations will take you in the wrong direction. That, that you, you, you must be uh, 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 sure, your feet must be sure with preparation of the gospel of peace. So you are a, a peace carrier. You're not a complainant. If you find people that just, no, it's okay. God likes you. God loves you. Let's move on. Let's tell the people who are not born again about Christ. Let's look for friends that we can 
talk about uh, uh, the gospel too, instead of just muddling around ourselves. You understand? It's good to be friend, friends, but that's not the motivation of salvation. The motivation of salvation is to build the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is built by people who are peaceable themselves. Because you can't give what you don't have. So above all, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That's the word of God. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And for me, that utterances may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to. So that talks about praying for the men of God, the women of God, your pastors. Yeah, please be, be intentional about praying for your pastors because, they, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And uh, the higher the office, the more they attack. Uh, but, you know, we are to be the Joshua's to the Moses. So tonight we are going to pray for strength of ourselves. Jude, uh, go with me to Jude 20. One Jude 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So we are in this for the long run. So we want to pray to build ourselves up that we may keep standing in the wake of the era that we are in. That we may keep standing, that we may contend for the faith, that we may build up our spiritual man, that we may build up the inner man. The inner man only feeds on the food of the spirit and the food of the spirit is the prayers uh, of the spirit and the word of God. So I'll ask you to stand up. We pray in the spirit. Believe God to be built up yourself. Believe God to be built up for yourself because that's what God is desiring of us tonight. Thank you, Father. We thank you tonight. We bless you. We bless you for reminding us that You've already conquered for us, and that every difficult, difficult situation that comes our way, it's an opportunity for us to engage in the uh, uh, greater weight of glory. So we are pursuing the glory of your majesty tonight, and we know it's already been released to us, it's available to us. So we contend for faith tonight by praying in tongues with utterances that the Holy Spirit will give us to build ourselves up and to build this body up and to believe that, Lord, we are growing and we are, and we are progressing in the direction that you've called us to grow even in this ministry, Father. Let's pray in tongues tonight, just believing God for utterances. Oh, we thank you. We thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Let's pray, uh, agree together with Ephesians 1, 
from verse 15, the, uh, the prayer of Paul. He said that, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come father tonight oh we make proclamation and confession of who we are we are believers in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we believe that we've been raised up together with him. And that we are seated at the Father's right hand together with Christ. And because we are in Christ, we are overcomers in this generation. We call ourselves strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We declare that we walk in divine health. We declare that our children are blessed of you. For the Bible says that as for us and our children, we are for signs and wonders. So we call every child that is birthed in this congregation a sign and a wonder in the name of Jesus. We declare tonight that in this congregation there are no sicknesses and diseases because we believe in the healing power of the blood of Jesus. So we declare tonight every condition that has bothered your people tonight in the authority of the word of God. We believe a turnaround in the physical situations of your people. Tonight we declare this is a holy convocation. The people of Victory Faith are a holy people. They have been made righteous by the blood that has redeemed them. And because they are redeemed by the blood of Jesus, they are healed from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. In this congregation, we declare the people love their God. So they are people who engage in the word of God. They do not grow faint or weary in the name of Jesus. We confess over this congregation that there is increase and prosperity. 
expansion of every manner and form in the name of Jesus. So we declare even in this economic climatic that the people of Victory Faith, they are prospering in their businesses. We declare tonight, oh God, increase in businesses, increase in profitability, increase in understanding, increase in creativity in the name of Jesus. We call this congregation the people who God watches over. The Bible says that your eyes move to and flow, looking for a righteous people that you may show your faithfulness upon them. So tonight we are confessing the eye of the Lord has located this congregation. The eyes of the Lord has favored this congregation. Those are the ones that the Bible says that they will prosper in every season as they serve the Lord. So we call this congregation a God-serving congregation. They enjoy serving you. They enjoy ministering to you. They enjoy serving each other. And we call this congregation a loving congregation. This congregation understands that faith works by love. So it is not caught up in the simplicity of the natural realm of stresses and, and strife. We declare in this congregation, everybody loves everybody in the name of Jesus. And therefore we declare that there is unity in this body. As we are contending for faith, we are also contending for unity. For the Bible says, that we, become, we pursue peace as much as it concerns us. So we declare we are not people who are easily offended. We do not look for opportunities to create any element of strife. So we declare in the name of Jesus, this is a harmonious congregation. People love each other. People. people reach out to people. People bless people. In this congregation, we are one family under God and therefore we declare in the authority of the word of God we are enjoying the blessing of unity for the Bible says that where there is unity you command a blessing in this congregation oh God your blessings are commanded in their homes in the homes of the single people in the homes of the married couples in the homes of the widowed in the homes of the divorce in the homes of those, oh Lord our God, who don't even where to place themselves. We declare tonight, oh God, we are all loved by God. We believe in the word of God. The Bible says that for this cause was the Son of God manifested, that he may destroy the works of darkness. So tonight we declare the destruction of every work of darkness, the strategies of the kingdom of darkness against this congregation. We nullify your plans. We root you out. We pull you down. We throw you away. In your place, we plant the love of God. 
the will of God is flourishing in the homes of this congregation. And we thank you, our Father, tonight for the blessing of giving us leaders that are godly, that usher us into the will of God. They help us to know you more. They take us deeper in the word of God. Oh, we bless you, our God, for Pastor Carla and Pastor Davis and the leadership that has led us, oh God, into knowing you even in a deeper way. We know the Bible says that we only know in part, but even the part we know, oh Lord our God, we are grateful for it because your word tells us he who has ears to hear, more will be given. So we confess this congregation has ears to hear. This congregation has eyes to see. In the hearts of the people of this congregation, you are venerated as the only important matter. So they don't seek after wealth. They seek after you because they know the wealth and riches are gotten from you. And because we are seekers of God, this congregation lacks no good thing in the name of Jesus. So tonight, our Father, we choose to stand strong and to contend for the faith that will thrust us into the fullness of that which you created for. Ephesians 2.10 says that you have already prepared and made ready the paths that we shall walk in and that in those paths is a good life. We declare a good life for this congregation, a healthy life for this congregation, a, a smooth life for this congregation, a convenience life for this congregation. But that does not mean that they will not suffer what is required to cast away the demonic forces. So this congregation is a warring congregation. It identifies the strategies of darkness and it does what it knows. It lives in the truth. It walks in the truth. It declares the truth of the word of God. And the declarations of this congregation demolish every opposition and therefore we come out winners. We come out winners. This congregation is a winning congregation because it eats and from the abundance of your house and it feeds from the river of your pleasure. So tonight, our Father, we declare that it doesn't matter the seasons or the times that we are in. What matters is the one we believe in. Psalms 91 says, A thousand will fall at your side, ten thousand at your right side, but it shall not come near you. So we declare in the name of Jesus, sir, protection and preservation over this congregation under the blood of Jesus, by the name of Jesus, through the word of God, because this congregation is intentional in contending for the faith of the life of the Spirit. We thank you for blessing us and lifting our, our lives, O oh God, to the third realm where we operate with the weapons of victory. We thank you and we honor you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.